Welcome to Beyond the Press Release on Production Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news. With us today to discuss some pretty big copper news, Peter Hawley, President and CEO of Fabled Copper Trades in Canada under FABL. For those new to the story, you're probably here for one big reason. The world needs copper. Global copper consumption is outstripping supply. Right now, demand for copper is projected to rise about 5% per year. Supply is projected to increase by 2.3%. Anytime you have a gap like that, the world needs copper. Prices are going up. Why is it happening? Well, a new uh, electric vehicle alone needs 80 kilos of copper compared to just 23 kilos uh, in the traditional internal combustion engine that we're all used to. So as you can imagine, Fable is exploring uh, high-level and high-grade copper resources in British Columbia. The main focus is their Musqua property, uh, which is spectacular. It's got high-grade mining history containing a minimum of 22 documented copper occurrences, of which four are defined deposits with historical reserves and resources. Today's press release, Lady, Lady Luck on the Neil claim reports high-grade copper, including 14.3%. Peter's going to tell us what that means, how crazy it is, over 4.6 meters. Peter, my friend, welcome back. <laughs> Thanks, George. And uh, yes, Lady Luck is certainly well-named, that's for sure. Uh, well, Lady Luck has come through right now. So before we get to some of these numbers, I always ask it, layman terms, first of all, Generally speaking, how happy are you with these results? Oh, I'm, I'm on a scale of one to ten. I'm probably about a nine point nine. I mean, right. it's pretty hard to do more than that, George. And and the neat thing about it, uh, people that ever you know will read the the press release or look at it, is you have to remember this is over a vertical distance of four hundred and forty four meters. Now, they sampled, you know, from a lower level, 1,300 meters or so, going up to 1,700 meters plus, going upwards and, uh, on, the, uh, on the structure, on the, the vein unit, and sampling on the way up. Now, think of it the other way around, George. Think of you're on a flat ground, piece of ground, and you were able to sample this thing below you for 444 meters. That's over a quarter of a mile. Yeah, 1,500 feet, 150 yeah. stories. Yeah. So in this case, you can see it going up, right? When you're on the ground, you can't see it below you, but we know it goes 444 meters. And what's really also interesting in this is that, you know, we have all these copper occurrences and, uh, you know, some are good or some are bad. Or, and as you know, well, I shouldn't say bad, maybe not enough work done on them. And then there's some that are deposits and some have been developed and et cetera, et cetera. So, in my personal ranking of, of 20 plus copper occurrences, Lady Luck from historically what I what I read about it, and, and believe me, the last person or persons that were on Lady Luck was about 1968. Yeah, so now this is fresh information. By the way, I want to go through some of these numbers. 10 of the samples were greater than 1% copper. Five were greater than 5%. Five are greater than ten percent, and two are greater than twenty percent. So overall, it's fourteen point three percent, including sorry, overall, you included fourteen point three percent. How big are these numbers so the rest of us can understand relative to your peers and other people in the area? How fantastic are those numbers? 
Yeah, I've been trying to explain to people about that, George. So, and, and it's a math game because you're using percent. You know, it's not in, we're, you know, we're not talking pounds or we're not talking ounces or whatever. So what you have to remember uh, is 1% copper per ton is equivalent of 22.4 or 22.2 pounds. Okay. Right. You want to find out what the value of 1% copper is, take 22.2 pounds and multiply it by the price of copper. Let's say 450. Yeah. And even if we use 22 even as a number, basically yeah. looking at, you know, a hundred, a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars yeah. per ton. Yeah. So that's one percent. Now a lot of people may think a hundred dollars per ton, that's not a lot. Well, well what I do you know. tell them? Because the layman uh, $100 per ton. What's that? That's uh, put it in a, in a different metal. Uh, that would be the equivalent of about four and a half ounces of silver at today's prices. Right. I think that's pretty interesting. But I'm not after 1% copper. So so what I'm trying to say is, you know, you made a... No, no, because you've got 5% copper, 10%, 20%. That, we're just talking about 1%. Yeah. Just to, yeah, you know, so that, let's say 1% is worth $100. Let's talk about 10%. Just an easy math. So what's 10% worth? $1,000 per, per, per ton. Gotta love that. So, and it, so from here, and, and explain to people that these weren't drill results yet. These were surface samples. Yes, they are. But yep. explain why that's really important because you got to start with surface samples first. Well, the thing the thing is, first of all, we're we're, we're working, and and you can see some of the photos. And uh, I think there's one George, one photo you have there. Um, let me let me let me share my screen here, my friend. Yeah, it's the uh, 4.6 meters of 16 plus percent copper. All right, so let me just scroll to the top of these images here. Which one do you which one do okay. you want me to? Uh, we can just work our way down to the first one. We can talk about that if you want. So this is the first one right here. Uh, slide number four, uh, George. There, there you go. go. Yeah. Look at that. That's vertical. Yeah. So there, there's the base, one of the lower areas, a, four, a little over fourteen hundred meters. So one point four kilometers vertically. And there's the guys at the base of the of the structure sticking out of the talus. And and you know, guaranteed they, they've already sampled it below that. So below the, that rubble, you know, that vein exists. But anyways, they sample it and you know, of course, 20.2 percent copper. Now what you know, in, in part of the description we give that uh, you know, we talk about the uh, the, the what the rock looks like. And if you go to the next slide, George. This is a close-up, and and that's actually one I I, I took that in the field. I, I carry this great big friggin' magnifying glass with me, and all these other guys pull out their little loops to look at the rock, and I pull out this great big thing uh, because it's so powerful. So there, there's a that's the actual sample with a magnifying glass over it to to amplify it to, to show the the extent of the mineralization, and as you can see. It's Pretty well pure metal and uh, over 20% copper. So very happy about that. Yeah, a lot of us, when we look at that, are just kind of looking at a rock. Uh, you know, what what is that sticks out of that? Is that that, you know, that copper? Obviously, it's that it's that copper color and, how, and the amount that's in there. 
Yeah. Um, well, in this case, it's chalcopyrite. Uh, but what we're seeing, we're seeing, you know, the high, high copper minerals. We're seeing chalcopyrite. We're seeing boronite. We're seeing azurite. We're seeing malachite. And um, if we look at the next uh, area where they sampled, George, on the next slide, you'll see all the green stuff. And, and what's um, amazing here is this is right out in the open. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We well, never see things like this. Usually it's someone's trying to show us something they pulled out of underground. Yeah. No, this is out in the open and then, you know, exposed because there's no trees or anything else. So it's very visual. Well, you can see this. And uh, we use actually, you see them when they look like a monocular. And I guess you hone in on all the rest of the stuff. Well, at the base of the hill is uh, like they use in golf, a range scope, one-eye telescope. And it'll tell you, you know, the distance to your ball and the angle and all this other stuff. So we had some of those in the field. And what the guys would do from the base of the, uh, of say, the area that they're going to climb is they would look up and they'd be able to visually see the sulfides because there's so much. And, of course, there's no trees hiding it. And it's bright green. So right. very easy to see. They can, they can tell the distance from where they are at the bottom to, to up there in a straight line say, you know, 100 meters or 400 meters, and then they can tell the pitch um, because there's a certain pitch you just can't climb anymore. After 45 degrees, you, you're not going to go up anymore. You're just going to slide back down in the screen and everything else. But that's where drones came into play, right? That's right. And, and it's funny you brought that up, George, because um, as I mentioned before um, in a previous interview, uh, with us playing with our drones and um, taking the old data from underground and creating a wireframe and then going to put it into the, the drone work on surface and, and create this um, targeting effort for uh, 2022 drilling. The um, we're, We've digitized most of the underground work and we're creating the shells. So we have to take the mine grid and tie it into a, a real life grid like you see on Google Earth. So when I was there in, in the, we did six drone surveys and one of the drone surveys, we put the, the big base station in uh, which directs the, the, the drone and also gives it a coordinate. So this base station we put at the uh, portal where um, I happen to re-enter the mine. And, and why I'm saying this is the accuracy of the base station is one to three centimeters, George. Yeah, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Yeah. So we know exactly where they are. Yeah. So here, here's the guys again, you know, again, going up the screen, um, sampling, um, vertically 1764 meters above sea level and by the way 16.5 percent here and i, I remiss if i didn't mention the previous one 26.1 percent copper i mean these are these are phenomenal numbers peter yeah it, it's it's you're getting to the point where you can't put much more copper in the rock than the truth george um but the next slide really tells the whole story i think uh, and I, I really put it off. These are pictures of George and Ray. Uh, Ray Grenier I've known for years, and George Giga, actually. Uh, That's he, an incredible shot, man. Yeah. And, and so, and what's really cool with this shot, you can see the width of this thing sticking out, and you can see the pitch of, of the hill going yeah. down, how steep it is. But if you look way down at the bottom, George, you'll see a helicopter. You can see it right yeah. there for anybody who's missing it. Yeah, that's where they landed. And then they scrambled all the way up there, sampling all the way up. So, you know, it, you know, you hear the expression, you know, 
boots on the ground, you know, and, and not a lot of people do that anymore because first, there's not a lot of people can or, or will do it. And number two, it, it's physically, you know, you have to be in great shape and, and George and Ray are, but it's the only way, if you want to find out this stuff, that's the only way to do it. One of the tricks we have is by using the drones and flying around the drones, we're able to see this material. And as such, we know the X, Y, Z from, from the drone of where this is in the third dimension. And so the guys can plot out their course the next day for the helicopter drop them off so they can go to see this. So this is a, Ray, Ray and George, that's the first time since 1968 someone's been up there doing stuff. And in this, and again, this, we we have the NDP government of British Columbia to thank because they brought in uh, all those special royalties and taxes that made, and that's why this fantastic copper project at the end of the day was kind of abandoned, right? It just became, yeah, uh, yeah. it just became unviable. Yeah, no, that that pretty well sums it up, right? So you know the and all of these, like I said, have not been drilled. They're open at strike. They're open at depth, and um, needless to say, you know. The ranking in this one, it certainly changes from my opinion. You know, I thought, okay, we're going to go and look at the Lady Luck and you know, looking at the, the past data from 1968, which wasn't a lot. And um, the guys come back and then finally we start seeing these uh, results coming in. And, um, you know, how, how can you not want to go back and this year to, to reevaluate this in, in greater detail? Hey, Peter, devil's advocate. How do you end up drilling here for those of us who are not experts? You know, if it's hard enough just to kind of get up here on this angle to, to chip samples and to take samples, explain to people at, at home how you end up drilling this. How do you end up getting this, you know, get, getting the copper out? Yep. Yeah, and it's too bad I didn't know you were going to ask me that question, George, because I would show you a picture that I took on a property that I call an eagle's, eagle's nest. Uh, drill platform is as part of the drilling program. Say we want to drill a wooden platform, it'll be slung in by helicopter along with a bunch of timber. It will be positioned where you want to collar the drill, it will be brought to a level horizon, and then timber will be put underneath it to, to stabilize it to make it level. And then on top of that structure, after it's all created, the helicopter will then take the drill in three pieces and piece by piece oh, fly it in set it down on top of that platform set you know bring in the second piece that drops right into place they bolt that together third piece comes in now the drill rods come in and away you it almost sounds like it almost sounds like until we well, get your beat feedback it sounds like watching so, those houses being yes. built in Malibu, Malibu right on the cliffs yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, this clip is not going to wash away or no. slide down the hill, I don't think. <laughs> so so it can be done. Our, our main target this year, uh, as as we'll talk about later on uh, during the year's results will come out, it would be the Davis Key area. And uh, where we'll be drilling there is fairly uh, flat terrain, George. So um, high altitude technical challenge. What you're looking at there is a pretty extreme case. But, you know, and I had, and one thing I'll bring up during this interview, I had um, someone send me an interview or a, a shareholder send me a note. And he said, gee, you know, you're up there pretty high. You know, is that 
you know, does that cause problems for trying to develop something or do something with it down the road? Sure. Well, it seems like a logical question from a layman. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you think about it. You know, we started, George and the boys started at six, uh, 1,600 uh, uh, meters above sea level sampling. So that's 1.6 kilometers. That's a mile. What, what do they call Denver, Colorado? Mile high city. That's the same altitude as Denver. I was down in uh, Caravoca and a few of the other uh, mines that Pan America Silver has uh, down in Peru. I was up at 4,200 meters. And I guess it's the incline that most people think about more than the altitude. 4,200 meters with operating. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and incline, you can deal with it. it. It's very easy to deal with. You know, you can, you can go in at the bottom where it's nice and flat and then work your way up. Well, Peter, that's why we pay you the big bucks. That's why yeah. guys like us and the shareholders are running the company. Because we're having a little bit of technical difficulty, let's kind of wrap it up here with uh, you know, an encompassing message from you. These, we, we know that's a 9.95 out of 10 for you. What happens next and what should we be expecting? Well, um, the way I've tried to, to, or I'm going to try to under, un, educate the public, so to speak, because we, we have a lot to talk about, a lot of occurrences. So I'm going to start from the north and work south. So the first property we'll talk about will be the what we refer to as the Neal property. And then the Neal property has multiple copper occurrences. So uh, in this case, it's the first of the Neal property. I'm starting at the southern part of the Neal property and Lady Luck. And um, as we mentioned, Lady Luck was very nice to us. The next one that will be reported will be just north of the Lady Luck, and that's called MAC, M-A-C. Um, as people will see, uh, it probably should be called the Big Mac. Uh, but, uh, let's it, rename it. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and people, I, I think they'll find that quite interesting. And again, this was a low-ranking priority Copper currents never visited by anybody else since mid 60s, 1960s. And we are on it and, and doing our, our due diligence on it, George. So we will inform the public, you know, on a timely basis um, every week or every during the 2021 season. And also as we take the historical data and, and mesh it all together and these great kind of Star Wars type three-dimensional images that we can rotate. We'll be showing the, the public of you know all these neat things at a resolution of one to three centimeters. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see that. But no, it is. I'm telling you, it, it, it is, it's hard to believe, George. It's hard to believe. Peter, congrats to you and the team on some daredevil uh, sample results. Unbelievable. Uh, and like you said, I know, you know, we were just on what, seven, eight days ago, we're back again. So it yep. seems like Fable is going to be really busy, uh, for the foreseeable future. And the timing couldn't be better because copper, like I already made the case at the outset, it isn't going anywhere. We're going to need it. We're going to need it. We're going to need a lot of it. And, uh, you're in the right place at the right time. Thanks for joining us, my friend. Continue success. Okay. Be well, George. For everybody at home, you've been watching or been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform to Peter Hawley, President and CEO at Fabled Copper, trades in Canada under FABL. 
If you believe in the future of copper and you love mining mining friendly jurisdictions like Canada and British Columbia, then you got to take a serious, strong look at Fabled. Two ways to do that. Look at their profile page on Agoracom. And then from there, get over the Fabled Copper website. Do your deep dive due diligence. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and even leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel and never missing another great Agoracom small cap video.